0: This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSradio.com. Rutherford County's place the talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News
1: Radio WGNS is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Kanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.
2: Let's get it started in here.
0: We've got your local sports fix. It's All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Thursday edition. We're going to be joined by my buddy Larry Woody, longtime sports writer. Author and columnist Larry, how are you today?
3: Doing well, Monty. I'm. Uh, my, my son is home from Penn State, where his wife is a professor. She, she's the brains of the outfit. So anyway, we're, we're, I've been busy with him this week. We've been doing some some things, running around here and getting caught up. I haven't seen him in a year and a half due to the pandemic. So uh, so it's been a been a busy week, but a fun week.
2: Wow. You know, that's one thing I think a lot of people forget about is. Um, those who have family members out of state i mean long 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 stretches of time families have not been able to visit
3: yeah like i said about about a year and a half since they'd been home and uh his his bride meg lives in Bellevue, so she was anxious to see her her folks too so it's been a been a a week of catching up
2: all righty well let's talk with some big time nascar coming to uh gladeville uh not this week but uh next week and just tell us about the the different events that are going to be out there, and um, it's got it's got the earmarkings to be a huge weekend uh, for the mid state.
3: Yeah, it'll be it'll be a monster weekend, Monty. It's next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's a, a truck race on Friday, all NASCAR events, of course. Truck race on Friday, Xfinity race uh, on on Saturday, and the big uh, Cup event, the Cup race on Sunday, and the Cup race, Monty, will mark the. Return with NASCAR to Middle Tennessee after 37 years. For for years going back to 1958, uh, NASCAR ran a couple of Cup races, what were what's now Cup races at the old Fairgrounds Speedway, but they pulled them 37 years ago after some some problems with track management, mostly due to Metro. But uh, anyway, the, the Super Speedway in Gladeville, which uh, lo, lo, most of your listeners know is located right on the on the, the Wilson County, Rutherford County line. Uh, the Super Speedway reopened uh, after a 10-year shutdown, and and uh, primarily, Ronnie, because frankly, because it got a Cup race. It has struggled with attendance before, but with the Cup race, a big league race, uh, I, I think attendance won't be a problem. But uh, next Sunday's race, Sunday after next race, is already sold out, 38,000 seats, and could have probably sold a lot more. But uh, anyway, it's going to be a, a, a big event, a huge event. And I think the future is just is unlimited. I, I think, uh, uh, based on how the economy goes, the the, the comeback goes, economic comeback. Uh, I think that place might end up with a hundred thousand seats at some point. It's, it, it's got that kind of potential. Um, as, as 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 you know, Marty and a lot of listeners know. A few years ago, Bristol Motor Speedway on, on up the road, it seats 160,000. And at one time, they had 20,000 on a waiting list trying to trying to get a ticket. Now the now the atten- interest in attendance has sagged in recent years due to a lot of things. Part part of it is just plain bad racing, in my opinion. But I, I think we're seeing a comeback in, in NASCAR. I think the, the the racing is getting better. The interest is perking up, and I think new venues like uh, like the Super Speedway in, in Gladeville. I, I think that's going to add to the interest. It definitely will in, in in Tennessee, Middle Tennessee. It's going to going to really re- rejuvenate the sport. So. Uh, a big, big weekend coming up in Gladeville.
2: Um, Somebody asked me yesterday. He said, "Hey, has Nissan moved all their cars out of there? Because <laughs> for a year, you now,
3: know the, the answer. The answer is yep. And and I'm I'm like you you the guy you're talking to, Marty. I was out there a couple of years ago just drove by out of curiosity to look at the old place, which at the time was still shut down. And man, I was just stunned. There were just acres and acres of Nissan cars parked on the Super Speedway." Uh, uh, acreage on, on that on that area, the uh, Nissan had leased some of the uh, you know some of that space to to park their cars there, but uh, no, they're, they're all gone now. Yeah. Well, that, well, they're not gone. They just moved, to Nissan just moved them to a different location after the track reopened because it's going to need it's going to need all that area for for its own parking.
2: You know, uh, too. You know, you mentioned how long it's been. I um, mean, you were you were pretty firm in your belief, you know, years ago that racing was dead as far as um you know nascar coming ever coming back to nashville
3: yeah it's uh i just didn't think it would happen monty and then of course this was before the super speedway was built but i didn't think you'd ever come back to the old fairgrounds a place was just too too old run down out of date and uh and landlocked you know almost downtown nashville it's just it would be impossible to get a get one of today's NASCAR Cup crowds in and out of that place. It it would take weeks to to get crowds in and out. To put it in perspective, back like I say, 37 years ago, when NASCAR pulled the the two annual Cup races from the Fairgrounds Speedway, every week or two there would be a rumor that NASCAR might be rethinking and maybe give Nashville back one of the Cup races. So I called uh, Chip Williams, who was the NASCAR PR director at the time in Daytona, And almost every week, I'd call Chip, any any news, anything developed uh, with uh, the NASCAR Cup situation in Nashville? And he said, no, Woody, nothing's going on. So next week, I'd call him again, another rumor, no, Woody, nothing's going on. And after three or four weeks of this, I called him one morning, called Chip in Daytona, his office at NASCAR. And I said, Chip, uh, I'm following up on another another report that uh, NASCAR might be coming back to Nashville. And he said, look, Woody, let me put this so people in Nashville and Middle Tennessee can understand it. NASCAR will come back to, to, uh, to Nashville when Vanderbilt wins the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> so uh, I use that quote, and Chip said his, his phone began to ring off from, from irate uh, Vanderbilt fans calling to complain about it. But uh, it was a pretty good analogy, I thought. But, you know, that put it, put it in perspective that NASCAR would be back when, when Vandy won the, the SEC championship and the Sugar Bowl. But, uh, in
2: other words, don't hold too. your breath. The chip was
3: wrong, too. That Vandy hadn't won the the, the the SEC championship, but NASCAR cup racing has come back. So a, a lot of us were wrong. Even Darryl Walter, Monty, Waltrip, my buddy in Franklin, who's three-time champion, one of the all-time great NAS, you know, drivers in, in NASCAR history. Daryl was, was stunned when when, he, when the announcement was made back in the winter that there, that the, the super speedway was going to get a cup race. He said, man, I... He said, I, I always thought it would take a miracle. And I looked up one day, and, and a miracle had occurred. So it, it, it surprised
2: everybody, Monty,
3: but it's a good surprise.
2: You know, I don't know how much <clears throat> it will bring in tourism dollars and that kind of thing this year. Um, but, you know, obviously it's, a, it's already a success in that it's sold out. But in future years, it can be big. And, you know, I look back. The weekend, the weekend that they had the NFL draft two years ago in Nashville, when there is five six hundred thousand people people there, that was like Nashville introduced itself as a big time sports city, and and I think um, people are craving to come to Nashville now.
3: Yeah, you are right, uh, Maja. That uh, the awards banquet and that, that that huge crowd that 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 really got NASCAR's attention. They said, "Man, we we need to get back in this market." But there there are a lot of things involved. Of course, the the tight success uh, at least in, in the stands, the success in the stands that got NASCAR's attention too because NASCAR NASCAR wants to go where the where the the market is, and NASCAR uh, Nashville is a and middle Tennessee is a is just a a, a booming sports market. So so NASCAR Wanted to get back for you know for, for selfish reasons too. They wanted to, to be a part of this uh, part of this great sports market, and so that was a, a big selling point. And, and, and uh, NASCAR giving Dover Motorsports uh, a Cup race here, Dover, Dover Motorsports being the being the owner of the, of the Super Speedway.
2: Um, let me ask you this too: It's a concrete track. What, what's different about that, or is it that much difference at all?
3: I don't know, Marty. That's that—that's beyond my my technical capabilities. When <laughs> when I, I ask a question, first of all, the drivers don't really like it. That was a complaint that the when when the Dover when the track operated before that the it was it was tough to pass and race side by side on the track. But uh, I, I guess Dover's explanation was that that concrete's easier to maintain and. Uh, and, and it's, it's tracked in, in, Dover, it's, it's NASCAR track in Dover, Delaware It's concrete. So the Dover people had had experiences with concrete, concrete tracks, but personally, I, it was hard for me to understand because most of the other tracks are asphalt and the racing has been, been pretty successful for 70 years on asphalt. So I don't, I didn't really understand why Dover wanted to be different, but it is different. And, uh, uh, so supposedly NASCAR is going to implement some rules packages and some technical things that that's designed to make, to hopefully make the racing a little more competitive, uh, this time around than it was when, uh, when they raced here before in the, in the second and third tier series events.
2: Um, somebody like, uh, Kyle Bush, that's one on that track. Does that give him any advantage at all?
3: Small. It'd be like a golfer playing a, 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 a course, you know, kind Playing a big tournament on the course that he's played before, you know, obviously the more more experience you have on a on a golf course or a racetrack, uh, it, it it helps. But I don't know that it's a huge advantage because most of the by the time drivers get to the cup level, Monty, they are so good. It's like a again using the analogy of golf. It's like when a, if a if a if a, a golfer is good enough to make the, the pro circuit, he's a pretty good golfer and he can pretty well find his way around most any course. And I think that's the way it is with with NASCAR drivers. But by, by the time these guys get to the Cup level, they're, they're the best race drivers in the world. No, no question. Uh, forget the Indy drivers and and Formula One and, and that kind of stuff. The NASCAR Cup drivers are the best race drivers in the world. And if if they can make it to that level, they can figure out a, a new track pretty quickly. It doesn't take them long. It's like a, you know, if you if you put uh, uh, Jack Nicholas on a on a new golf course. At, at, say say still if you put Jack Nicholas on the on the uh, Smyrna golf course, Nicholas could probably learn learn the course fairly quickly, and that's the same way with the, with with the drivers who hadn't been to the Super Speedway before. Uh, it won't take them long to figure the track out. So no, I, I I don't think Kyle Bush and a few of them like Brad Keselowski and some of those guys who who ran some of the Lower division races previously. I, I don't think that's going to be a, a major advantage to him. It'll it'll help a little, but not not great.
2: I guess one thing that's been interesting about um, NASCAR year NASCAR this year is <clears throat> um, first time winners. Um, uh, no one's really just totally taken off and dominated, have they? Uh,
3: not till recent weeks. Kyle Larson uh, has has kind of surged to the forefront. In recent weeks he won the last two races uh, and and won three on the season he's the leading leading winner and as I say uh, the, the, the the leader the leader in, in wins this this season with three and as i say he's coming off uh, back-to-back wins in the last two races so Larson in, in recent weeks has, has separated himself from the rest of the pack so if there's a driver who's who's dominating right now it, w- it would be Larson but there's still a lot of lot of races to go, and behind Larson, it's a it's a big bunch of drivers all all in the wad. So there's no real clear cut number two. But uh, Larson would have to be a clear cut number one uh, going into Nashville. And there's an interesting angle, Monty, from from some of your your listeners. Before they get to Nashville, uh, Super Speedway next week, they race at at uh, Texas Texas Motor Speedway this weekend, Sunday night, and uh, in an All Star race. That's a non point race. should it is what it, what it says. It's an all-star race among the top drivers, with a million dollars going to the winner. To the winner, winner, and the local angle, Marty, is this will be the last race for Eddie Gossage. Uh, he's, he's an MTSU graduate and uh, just a really great guy. He used to work at the Tennessee Sports Department part time, and then got involved in auto racing and hooked up with Bruton Smith and went from. Fairground Speedway to Bristol Speedway to Charlotte, and then from Charlotte to Texas. And he oversaw the development of the of the Texas track, and uh, and's been been president of it ever since. And uh, Sunday in the All Star race, that will be Eddie's uh, Eddie's final final race. He's going to going to retire and, and ease off into the sunset. And so Eddie, you know, a lot of your your listeners, I'm sure, are familiar with Eddie. Particularly MTSU folks are, are familiar with Eddie during his days at uh, at Middle.
2: Yeah, I was at a NCAA basketball regional there and stayed right across the road from it. And uh, he set up a really nice tour for all of us. So, <laughs> good guy.
3: Great. Yeah, great, great guy. does a done a heck of a job at uh, in NASCAR at, at different tracks over the years.
2: Um, one other funny thing I was going to mention. Um, I was at the same pub as I was talking about with the Nissan cars. And this uh, lady, she goes... I can't believe they would. Why would they have um, a NASCAR race on Father's Day? And this other guy looked at her and he goes, "If a man can't go to um, uh, a race on Father's Day, he's a lost cause."
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, there's there's upsides and downsides to it. Like like you know, in fairness, like the lady said, you know, some people say, "Well, that's a day we ought to spend, you know, together with the families." And other people say, "Well, you could spend the day together with your family at the racetrack." So, so uh, like like you said, Monty, what better place to spend to take a father on Father's Day than to a to a, a NASCAR race? So, I, I I don't think the holiday aspect will affect it adversely, and I could see it actually working in its favor. Like I say, that would be a what what a great Father's Day gift to take uh, take Pop to the to the
2: race. That's right. That's right. You're listening to all sports talk larry woody longtime sports writer author and columnist joining us this portion of the show brought to you by first bank where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906 that's first bank we'll take a break and be right back
1: Hill is Smyrna's newest apartment home community for people 62
4: and up. Located at 443 Mason Tucker Drive.
1: Hummingbird Hill apartment homes are brand new and furnished with all electric appliances including a washer and dryer with conveniences like elevators, fitness centers, and more.
4: Come on out and join Bart Walker for their open house on Wednesday, June 16th from 8 to 5.
1: Application fees will be waived at the open house. Hummingbird Hill is an equal opportunity provider.
0: Here Here's Dr. Craig McCabe. At McCabe Vision Center. We
4: now have good treatments for vision with cataract surgery. So now you can see well near, intermediate, and far distances without glasses.
0: Dr. Craig McCabe.
4: What we can do, not only to make you see younger, but help you to look younger and get rid of sun damage and other problems to our skin.
0: McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Fox Auction. We handle everything.
1: of local high school and MTSU sports.
3: With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893- 1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even cost less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893- 1417,
0: and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
2: back to All Sports Talk. We're joined today by Larry Woody. Uh, Larry, um, the Tennessee Titans got their man, uh, Julio Jones. Um, uh, they've kind of been the talk on the national shows and all that this week. And uh, Julio is 32, but um, he's a future Hall of Famer. I think I saw in the first eight years or ten years of the career, only one person has more receiving yards than him and that's Jerry Rice, so it's um, <laughs> a pretty good company to be in. Now, you know, I guess you know he played nine games. I guess you're always going to be concerned about his health, but it it really does, you know, in in theory, right now, really bolsters their offense.
3: Uh, I think it's great, Monty. It's just just you know, it's it's sort of. You know, kind of a shiver of excitement through not just the Titans, uh, you know, fans, but uh, nationwide. That was a national story when Ulio signed with uh, the with, with the Titans, and it's. I think it's a great addition. Now, like you said, he's 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 like the rest of us. He he gets older by the day, and uh, and for a receiver, you know, old age and old knees. That's not 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 that good. But I still think he's got two or three good seasons left in him, and I'll take a, a slower. Maybe a, a bit slower, Helio. Helio after over you know some a, a hot young rookie coming out, and then you put him in there. You match him with uh, AJ Brown, which in my opinion is one of the better receivers in, in the league and has been for a couple of years. You you put those together. That's a pretty good uh, pair of targets that uh, that the the defenders are going to have to have to cover this uh, this year. I think he's a great addition to the to the team, and I think it'll really really he will really help the offense.
2: And I think somebody else is going to benefit from that too is um, Josh Reynolds, the free agent they got from um, uh, the Rams, uh, you know, because you can't double-team everybody. And so he, he'll he probably play inside a lot. And uh, he's another big guy. I mean, they got some big physical receivers now.
3: They, they have. And I think, that, of course, the passing game had already opened up. Uh, you know, in recent years, you know, compared to what it used to be. And I think it, it – I'm, I'm guessing now, I don't know, I'm not on the inside, but I'm guessing it'll be wide open uh, the, this this year. And that's what makes it fun. That's a fan, Fans like offense, they like a, a wide-open passing game. And I I really think uh, – I think it's going to be like that anyway. We're, we're adding, adding Jones into it, that, into the mix, that's going to make it even more wide open. So it's going to – I think they're going to be a fun offense to watch.
2: And, you know, you, you would hope their defense would improve, but, I, you know, if you look at Vegas, you know, before the Julio Jones tra- trade, the Titans were projected to win nine and a half games. Um, and they're still, I mean, according to Vegas, and that number remain the same. So, uh, at least in their eyes, it doesn't look like some overriding difference maker but I don't think that's because of the offense. The offense is going to be good, as good or better, I think. Um, but you got to worry about the defense. I mean, last year on third down, opponents, you know, converted fifty-two percent of the time—the worst in the history of the NFL, which has been played a few years.
3: Yeah, that's that's the question mark. Uh, yeah, the offense, I think, will be should be spectacular because. Uh, uh, you know, just just uh, all over. Derek Henry. He he's reaching his prime. He's been been super for the last couple of years, and and there's no reason to think he's going to slack off any any of this season. Actually, he's just just about in his prime right now, and that makes in that passing game. So I, I think the offense could be spectacular might might be wrong it may flop but on paper with the talent they've got it looks like it ought to be super the question mark is can they can they stop anybody on the other side of the ball and that's a that's a big big question mark obviously you, you in, in the nfl it, it's tough to outscore teams you know in a high scoring game week after week after week so at some point the defense is going to have to have to make some stops and uh I guess that's why the the guys in Vegas are not convinced that the Titans can 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 make those stops this year. Again, like you said, it was so frustrating last year for Titans fans on on third and long, and they couldn't. They could, the opponents would have third and long, and they would convert, and that you know it just it it, it had it had to be frustrating obviously for the coaches, but uh, that cost them some games too. Games they a couple of games they should have won, and if they could stop somebody on third and long, they would have won, but they couldn't, and they didn't. So that's that's the big question going into the season can that can the defense pick it up
2: well julio was scheduled to be at uh, ota today um those quote voluntary workouts um a lot of the players aren't very fond of those are they
3: no they're not it uh, I, I think marty it's more of a more of a signal more of a morale thing when that when the, the if the veterans show up for a voluntary workout it it kind of sings sends a message that that they're committed, you know. They don't have to be there, but they are there. I think that's the big thing. Obviously, they don't need to get you know the old veterans like like Julio. They don't need to get out there and run, you know, run pass patterns and that kind of thing, uh, so much. But uh, it just it 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 shows that they're committed, and and I think so, that's the the message is is probably more important than anything than the, the than the than the workouts that that, that it shows. we're we're, we're old guys we don't have experienced guys we don't need the workouts but we're we're going to come out here and and work out anyway just to show how dedicated we are to this team and maybe inspire some of the some of the younger guys too by the by the show of commitment i think that's what the 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 big deal is when the when the veterans show up for these uh, so-called voluntary workouts
2: larry woody joining us today on all sports talk we'll take a break we'll be right back and Chip Walters will give us the Blue Raider Insider Report.
1: WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. So heavy traffic, but it's moving. Let's keep it that way on 24 eastbound near passing Sam Ridley all the way through Rutherford County this afternoon, all the way towards Manchester where we saw some radar earlier out past Epsmill Mill Road. True Friends Movie Company is now hiring. You can
0: call 240- Twenty-eight I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You had a day off
4: in <laughs>
0: Don't Miss The Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Mr. Haney, quit here on News Radio, WGNS.
1: Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422.
2: even cost less.
0: It's time. Show your true blue. blue. Raiders.
1: It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.
0: Go Blue Raiders.
1: Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance?
4: Director of Athletics Chris Massaro at Middle Tennessee penning an open letter to the Blue Raider fan base, and it says in part: "The 2021 academic year, to put it mildly, was the most interesting in my many years in collegiate athletics. I'd first like to congratulate and thank our student athletes and coaches for their sacrifices, their fantastic representation of our remarkable university, and their achievements of competing in a global pandemic. It's almost impossible to describe." The roller coaster of emotion that we experienced and each team dealt with the pandemic and its enormous impact in its own way this year of uncertainty caused tremendous internal anxiety and i admire all our employees coaches and student athletes for staying in the fight through all the turmoil we had some remarkable achievements winning six Conference USA championships the most of any Conference USA school hats off to the women's cross country women's basketball men's tennis men's golf and women's outdoor track for their achievements I want to offer special salutes as well to women's golf which was a runner-up and a baseball getting back in the tournament for the first time since 2015 and he goes along to talk about how the uh, university stacked up and this he says here we continue to combine high academic achievement with championship results athletically every blue mater blue raider makes a huge difference to the success and i'm grateful for their support he wants to thank everyone who has already contributed to the braa and for those still weighing their decision please know that june 30 is the end of the physical year and all of the gifts are welcome and all are impactful he uh, hopes that fans consider investing in the future of the young men and women to help their athletic and academic dreams come true again that full open letter can be found on com. well one of the bows on the uh, top of the or the, on the, the the ribbon on top of the present uh, at the end of the school year is the Raiders Choice Awards and that took place on Tuesday night uh, in a virtual session for the second year in a row, and the two big winners uh, in the event were softball summer Burgess and tennis's Francisco Roca. They were named uh, the True Blue Presidents Award winner on the show that was aired on Facebook. Twitter and True Blue TV. Burgess uh, and Roca uh, just have outstanding uh, numbers both uh, in in the classroom and are very successful in their chosen sport. Other award winners included the uh, Male Athlete of the Year, Blue Raider pitcher Aaron Brown, Female Athlete of the Year, Esther Issa, Male Newcomer of the Year, Erihir Oma in track, Female Newcomer of the Year was Amarachu Obi in In track, female breakout performer of the year, Taylor Edlin from women's golf. Male breakout performer of the year was Greg Great in football. And uh, GPA for the team GPA award uh, for the men, it was men's tennis for three straight semesters spring 2020, fall 2020, and spring 2021. And on the women's side, uh, that First semester, spring 2020 was women's golf. Fall 2020 was volleyball, and spring 2021 was women's golf. Gamer event of the year, Lady Raiders winning the Conference USA basketball championship. Performance of the year, Ashley Schimberg, four goal, the silver sombrero uh, in uh, a win over Marshall. Play of the year, Palmer Sedlowski's 15 foot birdie putt to win the Grove team title and the Make a Difference Award uh, was accepted by Dr dr eric clark dr paul patel and associate ad drew shea and the middle tennessee sports medicine staff okay that's it for thursday we'll give you a wrap on the week coming up tomorrow
2: all right chip we appreciate you as always we'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the blue raider insider report brought each day by wayne blair and rayborn insurance steve ruckert and rai advisors and mike tanzel and my team insurance we'll take a break and be right back
4: Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb & Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine, plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
2: Welcome back to All Sports Talk, I'm joined today by longtime sports writer, author, and columnist Larry Woody. We've got a couple more minutes to spend with Larry and he's got to go off to a big dinner. So, um, Larry, um, Tennessee football, what are your expectations this year?
3: I think they're going to be improved, but I, I don't know if that's – that doesn't say a whole lot, does it? That's like being, being picked to win the tallest midget contest. Uh, they, they, <laughs> they've they got so much room to, to, for improvement, but that doesn't say a whole lot. But, but – uh, uh, again, I, I think they'll be better, Monty. Looking, looking at the, at the the players, the talent that they've got coming back, well, you know, as the best we can judge it right now, um, I, I think they'll, they're going to be a better football team. Now, will they contend for the for the division championship? I, I'm not. I don't think so. I don't think they're there yet. I think there might be a a third tier. Uh, Team in the Eastern Division, there's still some some awfully good talent in that division. Of course, the SEC overall, we throw in Alabama and those guys, they're they're loaded. So, will, will Tennessee, can, you know, contend for a division championship or the conference championship? No, but it it won't. But they they will be better, and I think they'll be more competitive on on any given Saturday. And that's what all fans are wanting: just to go to the go to the ballpark on Saturday with with hope in their hearts that they can can compete with with these teams uh obviously they know they're not going to win them all but if they can just get back to the good old days when they showed up for every game thinking tennessee had a chance and i, I believe they're getting they're getting close to that monty I, I, I really believe this this could be the start of a of a of a comeback
2: um ben you look at banner new coach played there your thoughts on them
3: uh, I'm afraid Vanderbilt's still Vanderbilt. I just don't see the I don't see the potential there. Again, I'm not a, I'm not on the inside, obviously. And I don't know. I, I I probably shouldn't speak too much to the talent level, but just from what I can see from the outside looking in, I just don't see it. I, I just uh, I can't see a, a big improvement from last year. I guess the coaching change will help some. It it it, it at least it boosts the fan spirits for the school to signal that they're not going to put up with this kind of kind of terrible football anymore. At least they're going to try to make a change and, and improve, improve the, the, the brand of football that they've been putting on the field. So I think from that standpoint, it, it boosts the fans' morale. Maybe it'll boost the players' morale too, the, the veterans' players, to know that the school is going to you know, at least interested enough in them to make a coaching change and hopefully get things turned around. But, uh, and, and, uh, and I don't know the new coach. My, our buddy Mike Organ is a good friend of his, and Mike Organ says he's a super guy, just a super nice guy. And that's what I hear from everybody, boots on and everybody who knows him. The first thing to say is what a good guy he is. So, uh, but a good, a good guy doesn't 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 win football games always. So we'll have to wait and see. But to answer your question, I just don't I don't see a whole lot of improvement in Vanderbilt this season. Maybe in seasons to come, but I'm I'm still I still don't think they're they're there
2: yet. And you know, right here in Murfreesboro, and you know, I'll expound on this expand on this later. Um, MTSU, this is a big season for them. Um, they've won seven games in the last two years. And, you know, that in itself is going to show at the gate. And you, you got to be honest, people here in Rutherford County don't need ex- built in excuses not to go to ball games.
3: No, it, it's sad, Monty, as, as I've told you before and, uh, and other people before. My, my 10 years or so of covering the OVC was the most fun I ever had in my 40 years at the Tennessee and covering the OVC. Just great, good, you know, fun teams. And and great people to work with, and uh, and so it, it's sad to see the st- the, the the state that uh, that the program has, has gotten, And as we know, uh, f- football and men's basketball carry a sports program. That's not to, to slight to other programs. And Middle's got some successful programs. You know, w- women's basketball, Dean Hayes track program, those kind of things. Well oh, baseball, baseball so is is really good. But your 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 flagship. Is your is your your football team and your men's basketball team and man they're just uh, almost rock bottom and as a, someone who's always been fond of MTSU athletics it's it's sad to see and I know I speak for a lot of a lot of other fans hopefully it'll be a comeback season but kind of like Vanderbilt Monty if you look at it objectively I just don't know I don't know where the comeback's going to come from but but I could be wrong every once in a while Monty, a sports writer is wrong.
2: Oh no! <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's rare, but it does happen sometimes. But yeah. anyway, I, I wish Middle the best. As I say, those were my best years as a, as a sports writer was covering MTSU and the other teams in OVC. And I, I would like to see a return to those those good old days.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I think everybody uh, uh, agrees with you there. Um, you know, and as I said, you know, even when Middle's had good seasons, they had a hard time. Getting fans in the stands. I mean, they had Mississippi State here one day, couldn't sell it out. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's mind boggling in many regards. And a lot of people point to Middles a suitcase school and all that. I think for the most part, though, in recent years, it, at least when they're good and the home opener uh, and the homecoming, the students have done their part. I mean, you've got so many alumni in this area, but they're just fans of other teams.
3: Yeah, and Monty, I've used my, my buddy Don Christopher, who lives in Murfreesboro, is an MTSU graduate, and he's, he pulls for the school, for the teams, he keeps up with them in the media, such as it is. But on Saturday, he watches UT. So uh, there's, a, there's a whole lot of Dons out there. They, they wish middle well, but when it comes time to buy a ticket and go to the game, they, they don't. And so, uh, and it's not just MTSU, Monty. As you know, a lot of mid-level schools are are facing these same problems. They're they're swimming they're swimming upstream, and the current gets swifter every year. And particularly for middle, you know, you've got they've uh, they've always had to compete against UT, and, and to an extent Vanderbilt. Now you've got the Titans piled on top of that, and so many other things, uh, events and diversions and stuff. It's uh, it get, it gets tougher every year, and it is particularly tough if you're not. Putting a good product on the field or on the court, it's it's really tough. Then
2: I'll tell you another funny story before we leave about the OVC. <clears throat> there was this uh, older guy used to live near us. He'd come by every now and then. He goes, and the old the old folks back then, and this was you know twenty some twenty five years ago, whatever it was. They did refer to MTSU as mtsu or tennessee tech it's tennessee tech he would say he'd come by he goes Murfreesboro gonna have a good team this year and he goes as long as they beat cookwell that's all i care about
3: (laughs) i remember that i I can remember i'm i'm I'm, now that i'm i'm an old folks (laughs) i i I, I can remember that you know how's Murfreesboro gonna do this year
2: yeah that was crazy all right larry hey enjoy time with your son
3: Thanks, Marty, and uh, I enjoy our conversations. Give me a call anytime.
2: All right, appreciate it, Larry. Okay, that's Larry Woody. Join us today on All Sports Talk. We'll take a break and be right back.
1: Premier 6 Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline 896-4100 or go Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline 896-4100 or go seeamovie.com. Premiere 6 on Broad in Jackson Heights. Good afternoon, still so heavy traffic, but it's moving, let's keep it that way on 24 Eastbound I'm here, passing Sam Ridley, all the way through Rutherford County this afternoon, all the way towards Manchester, where we saw some radar earlier out past Epsmill Mill Road. True Friends Movie Company is now hiring. You can call 240-2811. I'm Commander Chuck, when you're on time traffic.
4: We do it your way, yeah. Pizza.
1: Order a royal feast or create your own pizza online now at sirpizzatn.com.
4: Carry out and deliver for dinner tonight at sirpizzatn.com.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5 FM 101.9 AM 1450 Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com
2: Welcome back to All Sports Talk Appreciate Larry joining us today Getting us up to date on the big NASCAR race. The Alley 400 next week. Um, But we're talking about uh, middle football. They opened the season uh, September 4th against Monmouth. And initially, I just brushed that off. You know, okay. That's an easy W. Then you look and Monmouth was in the, the FCS playoffs. Well, Teams that make the FCS playoffs can play with a lot of teams in the FBS level, and Middle was not an upper, obviously not an upper FBS level team last year. Um, maybe you can. One can only hope that the last couple of years has been a a rebuilding type project that is uh, will will. Show the fruits of its labor this year on the field. Um, be a six o'clock game. It's on ESPN three. Uh, Community Day. Man, you hate to put a lot of pressure on anybody, but that's a big game, you know. Um, and medals off to lost to FCS schools in the past. <clears throat> um. Not much under Coach Stock, but most recently, I mean, you look the year they won 10 games. Last time they won 10 games, they got beat by McNeese State. Of course, McNeese out of Louisiana. Um, I knew that was going to be a tough game. I knew it was going to be a really tough game, and it was. And I would expect this to be a, a challenge for MTSU. Then they go to Virginia Tech certainly an underdog there. Then they go to Texas-San Antonio, an underdog there, a slight underdog. Then they go to Charlotte, an underdog there. Then they got Marshall at home, Marshall, a new coach, went to a ball game, fired their coach. Then they're at Liberty. That may be the best team they play. I mean, Liberty beat Virginia Tech last year. I mean, the year before last, and uh, they were outstanding last year. Hugh Freeze, the coach. Then they go to UConn. Then they go to Western. Then they got FIU at home and ODU at home, and then they go to FAU to end the season. So I've got one, two. three, four, five home games out of 12. So, it's going to be no day at the beach. And But hopefully um, there'll be some surprises this year. Um, got a transfer quarterback from North Carolina State who's a proven commodity. We got two running backs that sat out last year due to COVID. Transfers from West Virginia and um, Florida State. And as I said, I don't want to get too much into the personnel at this standpoint, but they do have to get a running game. Their running game has been non-existent the last two years, with the exception of Asher O'Hara, who's gone out west to play part of the uh, transfer portal. So... You know, I think there could be some surprises on this team, but um, Middle has certainly played a more difficult schedule in the past out of conference. I mean, we remember the gauntlets that they've had to go through, but um, Virginia Tech, Liberty, that's that's two pretty good opponents. Uh, Monmouth. UConn, you would think winnable games. Um, so, um, I guess just reserve judgment right now. But back to the original point, you know, you lose that first game, woo, and then you go on the road three straight weeks, in which you're going to be an underdog probably in every game, and you're zero and four. If you were to be zero and four. I mean, you'd like to get through that slate two and two. You know, you'd like to think they could beat Monmouth at home and beat Texas San Antonio. But a lot of these teams are on an upward trend in the conference. Middle's on a downward trend the last two years. I mean, I'm not piling on them. I'm not being mean about it. But, you know, Bill Parcells said you are what your record says you are. And the records say they've won seven games the last two years. And, you know, I, I hope they win at least seven games this year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the getting to a bowl game and, and all that's nice, I just want to see a good product. I think that's what people want to see on the field. Um, because just because you go to a bowl game does not mean you've had a good year. There's a lot of bowl games. You should go to a bowl game every year. You know, but there's some things they fight against over there the facilities and whatnot. Probably the worst, arguably the worst in the league. And, um, but we're about, what, 90 days away or something like that? I don't know, 100 days away. Um, but regardless, um, I'm going to be excited about them. I think everybody's going to be excited. Everybody's excited when football season starts. I just don't want there to be a damper on them, uh, the, the opening uh, game of the season. All righty, you've been listening to All Sports Talk today. Um, everybody have a great day again. Appreciate Larry Woody joining us. Everybody have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you next time.
1: sports talk on news radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel Jip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Mark's Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.